Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for the new day that you have created this day. This is the day that the Lord has made and you have placed us in it. You renewed your mercy for us for this day, a fresh batch of mercy that you offer us for all our weaknesses, for all our limitations that you know us. You knew us even before we were born. You formed us in our mother's womb. You knit us cell by cell. And we thank you, Father, that you are well aware of all our vulnerabilities and all our weaknesses and you provide that system of advantage that when we use with your wisdom that you provide us, we are able to overcome all limitations and we are able to rise to a position of abundance and dominion. Despite not having anything that is supernatural within us. And that is because you put your very spirit in ourselves. The spirit of the creator, the all-powerful, the almighty. And you give us your word, your code, the operating instruction manual for our lives that we must live by. So that when we are assisted, guided by that word and led by your spirit, we can achieve all that you planned for us. That Genesis 1, 26 to 28 says, you had in mind for us plans to prosper us and not put us in harm's way. Plans for us to stand in dominion. We thank you, Father, that you call each of us by name to be here with you. And we empty ourselves out, Lord, in surrender we come to you. Emptying ourselves of all our crowns, of all our failures, of all our shame, of all our guilt, all our weaknesses, all our vulnerabilities as well. All our achievements too, Lord. And we come to draw and drink from you again today. And we thank you, Father, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. That gives us a new revelation every time we connect with your word. And we hear it and hear it again. In the spirit as well. And then you put your revelation into our hearts of what it really means. And how we are to apply it in our lives. And that is what brings faith. When that word come, becomes real to us, we share that same peace and that joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group at this altar. We share it with all those that do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for your glory, your truth to be revealed to them, Lord. You quicken them and draw them towards you. For unless you draw them, they cannot come. And we call with confidence in our heart, Lord. We call on your name. Based on what your word tells us. That everyone that calls on your name cannot end up in shame. The name of the maker, the most high. The one who is able to do much more exceedingly beyond what we can even comprehend in the wildest of our dreams or our imaginations. The one who blots out our transgressions, the one who is ever faithful, 
and will not leave us even if we get distracted in our thoughts and turn away from him. The one who has carved us on the palm of his hand. And he said he will never forget us. And Jesus said he will always be with us even unto the end of time. We pray in the name of the son Jesus. The one who is our redeemer. Through whom we have achieved salvation. And it is available for the taking for every Christian that is willing to call on his name. The way, the truth and the life. The Prince of Peace. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of truth, the spirit of the living God who has made his tabernacle within us. The one who gives life to our mortal body. The one who reveals the deep and secret things of the Father. The one who makes that word come alive and become flesh within us. The Lord who in the midst of his people is mighty and he does wondrous things. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of that word, that revelation in your spirit. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny help us. You have given us a realization of the presence of your love in our own lives, our family, our friends. You have given us a roof over our head. You put food on our table. We thank you, Father, that you have placed us in this, the day that you have made. And we believe, Lord, that every word we pray and we speak must come to pass based on what your word says about us. We thank you, Father. And as we make our revelation and our prayer this day, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We draw that line by the blood that has won all victories as a barricade around each of them and declare that protection by that same blood of which demons fear. That everything that comes against that hedge be judged by fire from heaven. For its intent. We put on our angels. And dispatch them on assignments. In accordance with your holy. Pure and perfect will father. We call the angel of the Lord. To encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm. Sin, danger, accident, injury. Pilfering, theft. Hijacking, terrorism. And any kind of natural disasters. We command that angelic protection. In the name of and as the voice of the word himself. And we herald the power in our spoken word. By proclaiming your word Lord from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven. Do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. Each one of us. And we declare in faith that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the power of life and death in our tongue. And you give us that freedom to choose. Help us, Lord, with understanding, with wisdom. That we might always choose life over death. 
Thank you, Jesus. Today we get on to the third part, our concluding part on work on yourself. In the last two days, we have reflected on the hedge of protection and a few keys to overcoming, in particular repentance and the use of prayer to legally authorize God to step into our situation. We also reflected on the need for prayer to be strategic. Today we reflect on operating in love. We are called to love like he first loved us. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. And his love was unconditional, selfless and total. He went to the extent of giving up his life as well, even for those that he did not see. That is us. What is his kind of love? He says, love your neighbor as yourself. What you would do to yourself, do to your neighbor. The second commandment, after love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength. So what does that mean for us? Ephesians 4 verse 31 and 32 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. And instead, what should we do? Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So forgive one another as much as we want God to forgive us our sins and trespasses. We say that in the Lord's Prayer every day. It's time to meditate on what it really means for us and how are we going to employ that in our lives. The thing to underline there is as we forgive those. Unforgiveness is directly linked to pride. And that is Satan's nature. But God's nature, as we see in 1 John 4, 8, is love. He forgives, so we are expected to forgive as well. And then return to love, so that we can return to his image and likeness rather than take on Satan's image and likeness. Through all our sinful nature, we have very much conformed to Satan's image and likeness. That is the thing we need to get rid of now. And this is what the Holy Spirit is doing in each of us. Changing that image, that likeness, that form. Reshaping this clay to its original form. Which was first mentioned in Genesis 1.26. In Matthew 5 verse 34, Jesus taught us, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Not just the ones who love you. Peter expanded on this in 1 Peter 3.9 when he said, Do not repay evil with evil. And that is the biggest challenge we need to overcome in our life. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called. Why? So that you may inherit a blessing. So when we 
repay evil with good, then there is a mighty blessing that sits on the other end of that test. We must remember that it is a test. We get to choose whether we should react to circumstances, to what people said or did to us, or whether we should respond with the wisdom that God gives us. That wisdom is based in his book. This is what it is, 1 Peter 3 verse 9. I'd like to encourage each of you that have not yet read Brother Savio's reflection that is posted this morning on the prayer group. Please go ahead and read the same. He touches on the same topic of love and how we should respond. What else does operating in love amount to? It amounts to being humble. Not thinking of ourselves as higher than others. That's what Romans 12 verse 3 and Romans 12 verse 10 says. Verse 10 actually says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Why is that important? When we honor others above ourselves, then there is no room for pride to step in because pride seeks self-glory. You place yourself above others. But when we honor others, when we cultivate that habit of honoring people, by the way, if you look at Hebrews 7 verse 7, it is only by honoring others that we get blessings. The lesser is always blessed of the greater. So when we honor others especially and not limited to those that carry certain graces from the Lord, then you become a partaker in that grace. Honor is a key to growing in the spirit. We should cultivate that habit of honoring everyone, elders around us, people that must be respected. And when we say must be respected, we are not called to judge on them. We are just called to respect. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 24, he says, Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. That neighbor can be your immediate family. More often than not, we are good to people outside, but we ignore, neglect, and even cast down. Downplay the value and importance of our own family, our own spouses, our children, sometimes our parents as well. Maybe even siblings, especially those that are not particularly doing well in life. Where we call them a useless person. It's time to rethink that we are dishonoring them. What else? We are called to help others. That is another way of operating in love. It is another great kingdom principle to live by. A good habit to build into, cultivate into. You have seen Luke 6 verse 38. We confess it in our bold confession of scriptures every day. The Lord calls on us to give and share with others. Psalm 112 verse 9 says, He has scattered his gifts among the poor. His righteousness remains forever. That is God saying, when you give to the poor, your righteousness remains forever. And when that forever word comes in, it is your next generations as well. And I may have shared this before as well, but in between I did have a bit of a study on certain families to see how they were doing well. 
And when I went a generation up, it were the parents that were good givers. In their life, they gave to the poor, they shared with others, they helped others. They are gone from this life. But the children today still continue to reap the benefits of that and even the grandchildren. He has scattered his gifts among the poor. His righteousness remains forever. And when God upholds your righteousness there, can Satan accuse you anymore? You have been called righteous already. There is no scope for accusation. Think about it. A very important kingdom key to use. It is an easy way to gain righteousness. What do you do there? You tithe. You sow seeds and you give to the poor. And while doing it, you do it in love. That brings the assurance of righteousness. We don't do it with the selfish motive of, I just want to be called righteous so that I will not end up in trouble. Not ending up in trouble is a byproduct of your giving. All that you need to do is develop that love to give, to help. Righteousness keeps your hedge of protection upright and in place. That can be a very useful strategy for us. All that you needed to do was give. And then as we have discussed in our last series, take up intercession. Pray for others. Be a watchman and boldly minister to God's people. That is another way of operating in love. The important thing to remember is when we operate in love, Satan loses control over that situation because he cannot thrive in a circumstance where love exists. He only thrives where pride steps in and love is kicked out the window so that pride can throw its weight around. Where self-importance is more than caring for others. Love essentially is caring for others and your self-importance is diminished. So you decrease and the presence of God and his nature in you increases. That's exactly what John the Baptist said. We take on his nature. Now that's Paul teaching us then the same thing. We take on the nature of Christ. We remove our old self and leave it behind. And all the old becomes renewed. The old self was pride, the new self is love. And this is more so important in circumstances, especially with where I would like to highlight is in our dealings with our own families that we have seen earlier. We get to choose what we must do in that circumstance. When things make us irritated, the things people say make us angry. You get to choose whether you will react to that anger or you will respond to it out of love. Are you going to let anger get the better part of you and destroy a relationship? Or are you going to remove yourself from that situation that has provoked anger and then respond only when you are in a calm mind? It is difficult. It is not easy. But it is a choice that we must start to consciously make in every such circumstance. Whether it is dealing with family at home, whether it is dealing with colleagues in the workplace or with people in the community. 
when we operate in love there is nothing for satan to latch on to he can only latch on to sin that is the only way he gains an open door or window to access our house our life give him no ground keep your hedge up that can ensure that we are already starting to see victory in the battle and that is what he meant when god said have you considered my servant job and satan said there is nothing i can do about it read job 1 verse 8 to 10 especially verse 10 He says, "Have you not put the hedge around him? There is nothing I can do to him." We want that kind of life, but we have to work towards it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we each gain that understanding when we connect with your word and all that you are teaching us, so that we start to look more on ourselves and not towards others, blaming them for the failures in our life, blaming them for our mistakes and things that didn't go well for us. but we start to look at how can we change our attitude our mindset and the way we respond to circumstances so that when we have built that fortitude into our lives which is not based on vulnerability but is based on the wisdom and understanding that comes from you the revelation from your word then we are able to stand up and stand in victory we ask for that edification in our spirit lord as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends especially those that are battling sickness and disease that are hospitalized this day that will undergo any kind of procedures we pray for all families that are battling division and separation anything that seeks to steal from those whom you have joined together father we come against it by the blood of jesus we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives especially prayerlessness and any kind of addictions compulsive behaviors everything that seeks to keep your people yoked and limited in the way that they can respond we ask for your anointing father in the name of jesus that every such yoke that we reject and renounce be broken this day for where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom we pray also for our own personal needs those of our families and our friends especially those that are not yet saved father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us and when we release our prayer in faith making this our prayer of agreement with each other and with the holy spirit we believe that we have already received lord that prayer is an answered prayer made under an open heaven i encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in and those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith ask the holy spirit to take over we must be sincere in that call everyone that calls on the name shall not go back empty handed or in shame let us pray with that confidence now 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
The words that were spoken to me while we were praying. Where my spirit is, there is freedom. The scripture I've been given is from Romans 8, 5. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. And this is from 1 John 4, verse 16, quoted from the NIV. 
where it is written. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections as well as Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on all our platforms, please share those with your family and friends and bless them, give them that as a gift as well. Also a reminder about our Friday Bible study session. This is a continuation in our series on the power of praying in tongues. It is a powerful series. We have shared links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube. Please share those with others and invite them to come this Friday. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everybody. Jesus, thank you, Russell.